Welcome to Cathedral Square, hosted by Father Christopher Smith, Episcopal Vicar and Rector of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, California. For the next half hour, you'll have an opportunity to find out about some of the history, little-known facts, and the upcoming events at the beautiful campus on the corner of Chapman and Lewis, or, as we like to say, at the intersection of faith and reason. Welcome to another edition of Cathedral Square with Father Christopher Smith. I'm Jim Governale, the program producer here at Orange County Catholic Radio, where we produce several different programs for the relevant radio network. Coming up in this next half hour, we're going to share some messages from our weekend masses at Christ Cathedral Garden Grove, as recorded on Facebook live stream. On the first half of our broadcast, we'll feature a homily from the 25th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Father Christopher describes it as an odd parable from today's gospel and how Jesus wants us to be smart in how we care for the things that we say are important to us. Here's Father Christopher Smith. The truth about what we really value in our lives can be seen in how we spend our time, how we spend our money, where we put our energy, where we put our creativity, how we use our resources is really the indicator of what we really value in our lives. And sometimes, even though we make declarations about what we value, the evidence is not there that we really do. For example, we can't say that we value our relationship with our spouse and then a whole week goes by and we barely talk to each other. We can't say that, oh, my children, my kids, they're everything. I would die for them. And you can't even take 10 minutes for them because you're so busy or preoccupied with something else. We can't say, you know what, mom, school, it's really important to me. I really, I mean, yeah, yeah, the tuition you're paying, it's really worth it. And I'm really, it's really valuable to me. And I, I need this education. And then you barely spend any time at all doing your homework or studying during the week. We can't say that our health is important to us and then completely ignore what kind of diet we are having, what we're eating, and, and never make appointments for checkups and things like that. We can't say our work's important to us, and then kind of fritter away time at work and get away with doing the very least. The evidence of what is really important is what we really do. And that's what this very weird parable is about today in the gospel. By the time I get done proclaiming that gospel, my head is spinning. What? So, what? So it's, so it's good to be dishonest because if you're dishonest with dishonest wealth, well, then you're going to be honest with, with, with legitimate wealth. What's up with that, as the kids would say? Well, here's the deal. I hope. It goes like this. So, so there's this steward... And evidently he's wasted all of his master's money and he's going to get fired. In fact, he is fired in the gospel for a little bit. And so the, the steward who squanders his master's money, he says, Oh my goodness, what am I going to do when I lose my job? And then he says, I know what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to call in. I want to have friends when I lose my job that I can stay at their house, you know. <laughs> I need somebody to take care of me. So I'm going to get in good with them. So he calls in his master's debtors, the people that not owe him money, but owe his master money. And he says, how much do you owe? And then he says, you know what? You just have to pay him back half. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Just half. Thank you. Calls in the next one. How much do you owe? Okay, just pay. All he wants is half back. Wow, that's really great. The problem is the steward never asked his master if he could cancel half the debts. That's really not a good thing to do. Anyway, as we heard in the gospel, the, the master hears about what his bad steward did, as it says. And what does he do? Does he fire him after all? No. <laughs> he praises him. He praises him for being so intelligent and creative with caring for what was important to him, which was his well-being and his job. So what is this parable trying to teach us? You know, when I was in the seminary and had scripture studies and studied the gospels, one professor said, parables turn our world upside down. They catch our attention. Well, this one catches our attention. Is Jesus praising deviousness and dishonesty? No. What Jesus is doing is telling us that we need to be consistent and creative and intelligent, intelligent about how we care for what is important to us in our lives. So if we say that our marriage is primary, we need to sit down and plan out how we're going to nourish that relationship. And sometimes it takes creativity to figure out how to keep a relationship going and alive. If we say our children are important to us, we've got to take some time to plan out how we're going to grow in those relationships. And so it goes with our studies, with our work, if our Catholic faith is important to us, we can't proclaim that it's important to us and then ignore social conditions, for example, that keep people homeless. There has to be a consistency in what we say we value and then what we do and how we nourish it. Because if we don't, then we will lose what we value. If we don't, take time and energy to nourish and cultivate and take care of the things that we value in our lives, we will lose them. Today, as we gather in faith, it's really important for us to let Jesus remind us that caring for what we say we value does not happen automatically. It doesn't happen just kind of spontaneously. Caring for what we say we value takes constant, consistent, concrete decisions and actions, and then we put those to work. So for all of us today, where is it in our life that we are pro proclaiming something to be valuable, and what might we need to do in terms of time and energy and creativity to take care of it? In other words, like the steward in the gospel today, how might we match our declarations 
with what we say we value, with our consistent actions to care for those things so we don't lose them. Maybe it's time to get smart. And you're listening to Cathedral Square. Thanks for tuning in today. Now, for the second half of today's program, we'll hear another powerful homily that was delivered on the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. As we listen closely to today's story in Scripture, we'll come to realize there's a lot in our lives that might be obvious that we're simply not noticing. Once again, Father Christopher. Sometimes there are things in our lives that are obvious, but they go unnoticed. Like the guy who has a beard for 25 years, and he shaves it off, and he comes home, and nobody notices. But then somebody says, you know, Dad, something looks different about you today. What is it? I shave my beard. Oh, that's what it is. Or the woman who changes her hairstyle 
And she goes home and she's all proud of it and she is hoping her husband will notice and days go by. So finally she says, honey, did you notice anything about my hair? Oh yeah, looks nice. The opposite can happen too. Maybe the guy got a very cool haircut and wife didn't notice for a few days either. Who knows? Or maybe your next door neighbor paints his house and you don't notice it until he asks you, what do you think of the new color of my house? Oh yeah, that looks really nice. You know, I have a friend, I could be wearing polka dot chasuble today and he would not notice it. There are things in life that are obvious and they go unnoticed. Well, that's exactly what was happening in the gospel today. This poor man, Lazarus, who is hanging out outside the gate of this very rich man. And the wealthy man walks by him every single day and doesn't even notice him, pays no attention to him. I mean, even the dogs notice the guy. It's kind of gross sounding, they licked his sores, but the dogs were at least acknowledging the guy was there. The rich man did not notice the other person's suffering, his desperation. They did not notice how his dignity as a human being was suffering greatly. <clears throat> the obvious, going unnoticed. And then eventually, as the gospel story says, they both die. Today, as we listen to that gospel, we can hear Jesus perhaps ask us, what might be going on in our lives that is obvious and it's going unnoticed or unacknowledged? Maybe there's a problem with our son or daughter and the signs are there, but we're just not noticing. We're not paying attention. Maybe there are signs in our marriage that there could be a difficulty, but we're not noticing or acknowledging. Maybe we've got a friend and that friend is walking down a path of life that's very dangerous and not very healthy. But we don't pay attention or we look beyond it. Just don't acknowledge it. Maybe there's a next door neighbor who could really use some help. Maybe he or she lost their job. Maybe there's some difficulty in the family and maybe the person could use some help mowing the lawn or repairing something. But we don't notice just kind of passes us by. Perhaps in our own life, our physical health, maybe there are signs that there's something wrong or, or something going on that needs to be looked at, but we're just not noticing or acknowledging. Maybe spiritually, we've there's a dryness going on or there's some signs of our spiritual life that maybe it's not healthy and we just aren't really noticing or paying attention to it. Then we look at the bigger world and the obvious that can go unnoticed. <clears throat> Some of you have heard me talk before about what I call the slow eroding of the dignity of the human person that happens through reality TV. Because reality TV is based mostly on embarrassing the other person. It's based mostly on somebody else looking foolish. It's based mostly on somebody else getting out there and winning no matter what he or she has to do. When we watch that stuff year after year after year after year, it can do something to our respect 
for the dignity of the human person. And maybe we do not even notice it. There are the long-term effects of what we call bullying that goes on so much in social media. And bullying isn't obvious all the time, really. It can be rather subtle. But I tell you, the insults and name-calling and embarrassing things that people put up about other people on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it might be, it slowly, again, erodes the dignity of the human person and it does a number on whoever the object is of those insults. And we get so used to it that we don't attend to it or notice it anymore. Then there are the effects of gossip. Gossip that oftentimes destroys or calls into question the reputation of somebody else. We got to watch who we're talking about and what we're saying around the dinner table or in the family car about somebody else because it's really easy to go, did you can't believe what he said or she did or they did and before you know it, that person as they say is thrown under the bus and we don't even recognize it. And then there's the gossip that is our entertainment. Extra, extra. What's that about? It's all gossip about people. And it becomes our entertainment that can do a number again on our sense of the dignity of other human beings. We have a politics going on right now that is more interested, in my opinion, in name-calling than it is in actually solving problems. These kinds of things that go on in the bigger world are blatant and at the same time they can go unnoticed or unattended to because we're just not paying attention. Sometimes we're so busy in our life that we don't see the signs of the problem with the son or daughter. Sometimes I know it happens to me, I feel so helpless. What can I do that I just stop paying attention? That can happen. Or maybe sometimes we know how challenging it will be to actually face whatever the situation is and we just don't want to do it. And so we just don't acknowledge that whatever it is, is going on. There is a moral theologian who said this once, and I've never, ever forgotten it. And this person says, Once you have seen, you can never not see. The proof of this is in the Gospel today. Remember how I mentioned in the story they both died, the rich man and the poor man? Well, they met up in the afterlife. And the rich man finally saw the suffering of the poor man Lazarus, who hung out every day in front of his house. He didn't even notice. Well, now he notices. Now he says, Father Abraham, go warn my father, go warn my brothers. Tell him, in other words, to pay attention to the suffering that's going on out there. Please, please, he begs them. Well, the rich man saw, and after he saw the sufferings of poor Lazarus, he could never not see poverty and suffering and human pain again. 
Maybe today the Lord is calling us to take a look at what it is perhaps that we need to see. And we don't need to see it in a guilt-ridden way or a shaming way. No, we need to see so that we can do something that's going to be healthy and healing and holy. Once we have seen, we can never not see. What it is, what could it be in our lives that we need to see that we will never not see again? Listening to the Cathedral Square Radio Show with Father Christopher Smith. To hear this program again or to download the podcast, go to OCCatholic.com and click Radio. Be sure to share and tell a friend as well. Have a blessed day.